please stand for the reading of the gospel message. As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately, they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. And he called them. Immediately, they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went through Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me, please? Come, Holy Spirit, our hearts inspire. Enliven us with your celestial fire. For if you are with us, nothing else matters. And if you are not with us, nothing else matters. Amen. I love this passage this morning from Matthew's Gospel. There gathered with Jesus is this group, including the Zebedee boys, who inherited the work of fishing and of nets from their father. Living and working on the seacoast where I so often am, I often imagine the Zebedee father we hear just a little bit about in this text. I evoke an image from my friend Adam and I think of the hands of a fisherman. Maybe someone, some of you in your life know someone who has been in fishing for a long time. Old, gnarled, worn hands that have tended fishing nets for probably too many years. Can you picture it a little bit in your head? old hands, worn and full of calluses from years of hauling nets in and out and in and out. And these are the same hands, the same hands that held these boys as babies, that tended to their wounds as children. These are the same hands that hugged them and sent them off into the world the day that they decided to leave it all behind and follow Jesus. I can imagine in that moment a bittersweet one for their dad, because so much as parents and as caregivers, we envision a hope for our children that perhaps they might follow in our footsteps. And they were sitting in that boat mending nets as they had so many times before. And along comes a man called Jesus, and off they set to follow him. I can see their father's face 
in my mind's eye, full of disappointment, immediately followed by joy. Because most of all, as parents and as caregivers, we want our children to find their calling, the thing that brings them the greatest joy that they are called to do and called to be in the world. And in that moment, it was clear his boys were not called to be fishermen, at least as he understood it. They were called to follow this one, this Jesus, this stranger. I think I feel a little bit of kinship to the Zebedee boys because my family is not one full of ministers. We aren't even a particularly robust group of churchgoers on the whole. I am the first person for multiple generations in my family to be ordained to ministry, and I think for a long time, my poor mother had no idea what to make of it all. I wonder sometimes if she too felt a pang followed by joy in the way I imagine was true for James and John's father in that moment. You know something, church. You know something about this pull to follow the one called Jesus. This curious, compelling, radical stranger who models for us a new way, a different calling. You wouldn't be here on a Sunday morning if you did not. There's something about this life of discipleship and all of its joy and all of its challenge that keeps us coming back, even when maybe we rather would not. I was on a call the other day discussing a week that has been observed in the church for over a hundred years, the week of Christian unity. For over a century, Christians the world over have been marking a week at the same time each year, celebrating what unites the church across time and space. Unity, of course, does not mean uniformity of belief or practice, but a deep celebration that we are one in Christ across our diversity of those things. It is a rich celebration of community and of that pull to follow Jesus. But let's be honest, really honest with ourselves and each other. We can get a little cranky about our differences in following Christ. At least I know that I can. We can look at the way another individual or faith community practices their faith and feel a little bit judgmental in my experience. I can get entrenched in my own ideologies, even about Christ, and get a little stuck there. A piece of what I love about the work of the New Hampshire Council of Churches is that it affords me an opportunity to take a sneak peek of sorts. I get a glimpse into the incredible work that our churches are doing across the state. I get to see the good work at Christ the King Lutheran Church in Nashua, who is working so hard at the mission of racial justice. I get to see the gospel with hands and feet on at First Congregational Church in Rochester as they minister to the recovery community. I get to bear witness in a first-hand way to the work that Wesley United Methodist Church does to support the children at Abbott Downing School and our neighbors through Seacoast Family Promise. I share that with you this morning so you get just a little bit of a chance to see what it is that I see and what it is that I think God sees. 
churches across our Granite State and the world living out God's call as they understand it. And while there may be times that we wish they would live out that call differently, I want to invite us to follow the example of my mom and the Zebedee father and celebrate the joy of watching our fellow disciples live out their truest call because we need all of us. We need each one of us, each one of our communities living out the gospel as they feel called, as you feel called to make up the whole body of Christ. One of my favorite theologians, Frederick Buechner, says this, your vocation in life is where your great joy meets the world's great need. Church, you are in a time of transition. You will be invited into a process of some reflection about who you are and how you seek to live out your faith. I imagine there might be a pang of letting go of who you thought you would be as you seek to welcome Pastor Jane as your new minister. Church, the world is in turmoil. Institutions are crumbling. Hearts are breaking. Many of us are aching under the weight of this moment. And more than ever, we need community. We need each other. So I wonder, what is Wesley United Methodist Church's deep joy? What is the world's great need that you might fill? And I want to invite you to hold your great joy in one hand and the world's deepest need in the other. And when you pull those two things together, in the middle is your congregational vocation, your deepest call from God. That is what the body of Christ needs in this moment. And once you've found that answer, I invite you to follow the example of James and John, to follow the one whose irresistible call has persisted for millennia. The whole body of Christ will be richer and stronger for it. Your witness will be the good news, the precious hope that our world needs now more than it ever has. Thanks be to God. Amen.